Heavenly Father, as we reflect on your word, the word you have given us today, we pray for your Holy Spirit to interact with our spirits. Open up our hearts and minds to hear from you what you're saying, to, to receive your perspective of life, the truth that you give us. Lord, assure us again of your presence and love and help us to see the future that goes beyond this earth that you have made possible for each of us. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. There's not a day goes by in the newspaper where there is not bad news. One of the things that happens that I come across is when I'm preparing the prayer points for the weekly update, I often go looking at the news um, from around the world. And one of the things you notice is on all the news sites, there is more bad news and bad things happening than good. And sometimes more seems to happen. For instance, this week, last week we had the earthquakes in Morocco and then a couple of days ago we got told about the floods in Libya. But in people's lives, in your life, you have probably experienced bad things. You have probably experienced difficult things. And so what do we do? What do we do when those things arise? Well, we're going to hear a story from jo- about Joseph today. And Joseph said this in the last part of his story. But Joseph said to them, do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is being done, the saving of many lives. Something for all of us to think about. Throughout life, bad things will happen. People will sin against you and others. But how will you respond? How will I respond to those bad things that occur, to the sin that occurs against me and others? Now, to get a bit of a background, some of you may know the story very well, some of you may not know it that well, but the story of Joseph is one of bad things happening. But it's got a bit of a background to it. And the background is this. Joseph had had been a person who had shared his dreams to his brother. He was gifted. He had these dreams and could interpret them. And he he did this. He went to his brothers and basically said, I've had this dream, I've had this wonderful dream. And in this dream, there's going to be these sheaves of wheat bowed down to me, which is you. You're the sheaves of wheat and you're bowing down to me. He was showing, he was highlighting that he was going to be superior to his brothers. How would you take it? if you're one of his brothers. Well, the problem was Joseph was also a favoured child of his father. And his brothers didn't respond too well to this. And they sold him as a slave. But not only did they sell him as a slave, they had told their father that he'd actually died. They produced him, so he thought. But in Joseph being sold as a slave, he ends up being a slave to Potiphar. Now, Potiphar is the captain of Pharaoh's guard, Pharaoh's army. And this is going along okay, except Potiphar had a wife who kind of fell in love or fell in lust with Joseph and tried to seduce him. 
But Joseph did the right thing and he refused. However, as a result of him refusing, Joseph was arrested and imprisoned. How would you have reacted if you were Joseph in this case? How would you have reacted to being arrested and imprisoned? How would you have reacted to God? Because you've been doing the right thing and yet something bad has happened to you. Well, Joseph's in prison and he's got this gift of interpreting dream and he interprets some dreams of some prisoners. And he correctly interprets them. And Pharaoh discovers about this. So Pharaoh promotes him, seeks his counsel and promotes him to the second most important powerful person in Egypt. Joseph now has power. If you had been treated badly and you had now had power, what would you do? Well, one of the things of Joseph's dreams it was about assisting Pharaoh and Egypt, about preparing themselves for famines. Taking advantage of the good years, but also preparing for the famines. And as a result, they had ample food. And a famine, though, then occurs in the country, which leads his brothers to seek help from Pharaoh. And here, the brothers encounter Joseph. And initially, they had no idea it was Joseph. Joseph did. Joseph knew that they were his brothers. If your brothers have rocked up for help, the ones who had mistreated you had rocked up for help, and you're in this position of power, how would you have treated them? What would you have done? Now, Joseph puts them in some tricky situations, which you can read about in chapter 40. He puts them in some tricky situations, but he doesn't push them away. He eventually reveals himself to his brothers and invites them and the entire family to relocate to Egypt, including his father. Now, when I read this, the image I get is this, not just a few people coming along, but the whole tribe, everything they have is relocated to Egypt, to a place where they would have ample food, a place where they would be looked after. And Joseph settles them in a fertile place, in fertile land. And then his father dies. Now, the brothers may have thought they've got protection because their father wouldn't want any of them to be harmed. So whilst he was alive, they thought they had protect, may have had protection from the father. We don't know, but that's one way of reading this. But the father dies and the brothers are paranoid. The brothers are worried that Joseph will punish them. Treat them as their sins deserve, you might say. But he doesn't. They repent and he announces forgiveness on them. Now that's the story of Joseph. 
How could Joseph have responded to his brothers? What are the various options that could have happened? And how would you have responded? How do you respond when somebody treats you like Joseph's brothers? Perhaps, perhaps you could be resentful. Just, and that's one of the options Joseph had. He could have been resentful. He could have gone, I've been treated poorly. God, what's going on? I don't like this. You're not fair. He could have been resentful. Very human, natural response. He could have lived with the victim. Like sometimes you hear of people who their whole identity is around how badly they've been treated and they kind of live like Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh. Life is so bad. I've been treated badly. And that's how they go along. He could have done that. And many people would say he would have been just to do that. Because not just once was he treated badly, but a couple of times. He could have sought revenge. You know, my human nature is one of, my brothers deserve to pay for this. Right? Pay for what they've done. I might look after him a little bit, but I'm going to make sure they pay. He could have sought that revenge. Or he could have been obsessed with getting true justice, looking at why did this happen? How can we stop this happening in the future? Let's get justice. That's what he could have been obsessed with. But he wasn't. Or he simply could have lived a life and said, look, my brothers have treated me badly. I'm going to have nothing to do with them. I'm just going to focus on myself. I've got this power. I can look after myself. He could have done all those things. But he didn't. Instead, his focus was on how God is using the situation he faced. And he makes this very interesting phrase. He just doesn't say what God you intended for bad, God has used for good. He doesn't say God has used for good to bless me. He makes this last, and this is an important part of Joseph's story, to save many people, to help many people out. What a wonderful story for us to think about as Christians, as people who live in the world. How might we respond to the bad situations we face? We've got every right to seek revenge or to seek justice. But maybe God is calling us to a better way to respond. Maybe God is calling us to a better way so others can know about his love and his grace and be saved. Because we as Christians also have somebody more important than Joseph. We have Jesus. And we should remember the central message of Jesus is about him suffering and dying for us. Jesus faced evil actions from humans he didn't deserve. The crucifixion was terrible. And yet through that crucifixion, through him being beaten, all people have the opportunity to be saved. Listen to Galatians chapter 1 verse 3 to 5. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, 
according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. And in your handout, if you go to Acts 3, that I've put in there, there's a reading from Acts 3 that's even more explicit about how God saves us through the evil actions of humans. And so the story of Joseph is not just a story to tell us what to do. It's also pointing to us the character of God. It reveals to us God's character. That bad things don't stop God doing things. That God is constantly transforming evil situations and experiences into situations and experience where people are blessed and saved by him. In other words, amongst the bad, God is doing good. None of us like bad things happening. None of us like evil happening. None of us like sad things happening. And yet, in all those situations, God can do good. But not only do good, can actually use those situations to help people know more about him and his grace and his love and connect people together. Yesterday I had the privilege of um, leading a memorial service for somebody who died. I didn't know the person, but one of their sons worships with used to worship with us at St Paul's, but now worships with us at Redeemer, and that's Joe. And when we're doing the service, it was a you know it was quite a Christ-focused service. Um. And that was great. And people appreciate it. I was quite, in some ways I get surprised when people, most of the people speak to us and say how they appreciate the Christian message. But one of the things that happened, now funerals are never the greatest thing. So I don't know many people who look forward to going to funerals because it means somebody has died. Somebody you loved has died and there's usually some tears being shed. But one of the things that happened yesterday is that the family of seven some of who haven't seen each other for a while, for various reasons, were brought together. And one of the family members said to me, I was thinking of not coming because it was going to be difficult. Not because Dad had died, but because of some other things. But I'm so glad I came. God had used that situation, a difficult, sad situation, for good. And so what about your life. How do you respond when bad things happen? Now, one of the things that happens in a lot of people, particularly now, we've got this risk aversion, so we put up the barriers and we try to, to, to protect ourselves, hoping not to get hurt again. And yet, maybe when bad things happen, God is going to use that for good to help people to know about God's grace and his mercy, his love, but also to help people see how good God is. And so can I encourage you to think about, think about this story, this story of Joseph. But also remember, we have this better story of Jesus. And so what does this mean for us in keeping our faith? Remember, your place with God has been secured because Jesus used a bad situation for your good. Jesus used the sin of the world 
and forgave it through the actions of sinful people. And so your place with God is because God has used something bad for good. Secondly, when facing a bad situation, focus on the good God is and can do. You know, I've shared that story of a lady who's been in a nursing home who had cancer and said she didn't want to have any more treatment. And as I was walking into the nursing home one day, the, one of the staff members have said, said to me, Pastor, you're Pastor Richard from the Lutheran Church. And I go, yeah. She goes, I need to find out more about the Lutheran Church. You Lutherans are such a happy lot. And I was like, oh, who have you met? And then she said, because, and she mentioned this lady's name, she's going through all this pain and suffering, but no one would know it because she's always gracious and caring. She's always got a smile on her face and living with hope. But not only that, this lady, and one of the things I probably haven't shared too much, this lady, before she died, said, Pastor, what I want to do is have a farewell service for all my family. And so, and this was her extended family. And she's in this service. She's got death is on her doorstep. And she's gathered her family and she said, as part of the service, I want everyone to know something. I'm going to die from this earth, but I'm not going to die. I've got a future with God that's been made possible by Jesus. And that was important because there were believers there, but there were also grandchildren, some who weren't connected that well to the church. She was using a bad situation to bring good news into the life of others. So when you face a bad situation, can I encourage you to think about how God can use this for good? For me, this changed my whole life. One of my favourite verses is this verse from, that we read today from Genesis. What, God, what you intended for bad, God can use for good. And now when bad things happen, yes, I, my wife will tell you I get mopey and grumpy. But I'm also looking at, I'm wondering how God's going to do some good here. How's God going to surprise me? And so thirdly, then the third thing as you live your faith, look at how you can respond to bad situations to bring God's forgiveness, God's mercy, God's peace, rather than revenge and fear. So others can meet Jesus through you. You see, Joseph made these words, said these words, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish that, what is now being done, the saving of many lives. This is not about God creating a bad situation, but God getting involved in a bad situation to bring good from that. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gracious love you have for all of us. Pour down your Holy Spirit on us. And as we live in this world, as we face the difficulties that are before us, as we encounter sin in our lives, help us. Help us to keep focused on Jesus and the love he has for us and all people. And use us and others to bring good out of bad. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.